Welcome in, everybody, to the Lucky Shots podcast. This is, we're getting pretty close to our 10th episode here of uh, Lucky Bets. I think uh, I was running running through all the episodes, uh, sitting at, you know, this will be number 35 uh, of the show this year, and I think this one's maybe eight or nine for us. Uh, so good to have you back in, Dylan. Hey, and good to be on a bit of a heater, right? Uh, four in one week yesterday, uh, or yesterday, last week. Um, so we're catching fire at the right time, starting to figure out some spots here. Yeah, uh, you are at least. I'm <laughs> I'm in the poop shoe for picks right now. I, I had a losing record this past week. I think it was like five, eight, and one. Hey, it's been some carnage, especially the straight up uh, kind of everyone survivor pool. Uh, the most popular picks are going down like flies. Yeah, one pick pool. We got to put confidence on uh, picks. Mm -hmm. Past three weeks, every team I've had the highest confidence in has lost. So mm. hopefully not this week. Uh, you know, Titans are up there on that list. So let's oh, let's yeah. hope they make it seven uh, straight instead of dropping to Houston. But, <laughs> all right, course, so uh, go ahead and uh, jump in. Let's let's get some lines from you. I got a couple of my own. Perfect. Uh, and then we'll move on from there. Sounds good. Uh, of course, since we're kind of having the light couple of weeks, uh, getting back to profitable, it's my forte. Uh, I just fire, you know, a, a ton of picks. So, of course, we're due for a retraction this week, but we shall see. I love the spreads this week, and then I'm kind of – or three spreads this week, I'm kind of shooting darts at a bunch of unders. Um, so there has been a very profitable against the spread trend this year in the NFL. It's been documented that – a team that has covered the week before going in and facing a team that failed to cover the week before you take that team that has not covered the week before. So there are three spots uh, that this, excuse me, four spots that it's coming into play this week. And it begins tonight. Plug your nose, the Atlanta Falcons. This is, I, I told you last week on the show, they were going to get destroyed by the Cowboys exactly what happened i still somehow managed to sucker myself into a money line bet personally on the falcons and of course that was just she threw that away after the first quarter but right. this is the spot uh patriots no longer tom brady 28 three every time these two teams play it gets thrown out there i think matt ryan's tired of that let's at least keep things close tonight primetime game plus six and a half at home new england's been on a roll and that's exactly why it's going to set up for possibly the Falcons to win outright. But I love the points at home. Uh, plus six and a half, you're seeing. I'm getting that at minus 105, which is uh, pretty decent. Uh, the other spreads, Bears coming off a bye. Baltimore coming off the embarrassing loss on Thursday Night Football. We could go to the Dolphins. But, hey, they're going to have, what, a longer week, 10 days off. So they're essentially kind of coming in a little bit even there. I like them to bounce back in a big way against the Bears, minus six. Um, Colts plus seven at Buffalo. I think the Colts are better than people think. Buffalo's obviously a solid team, but uh, too many points here. I think this is going to be close. Buffalo coming off uh, a kind of get right game against the obviously the lowly AFC, AFC East opponents. Um, how about this? Joe Flacco. I'm taking the Jets plus three. Miami off the win over Baltimore. What are they doing to your boy, Mike White, even though he was terrible? Flacco gets the nod. I think the Jets win this one at home. Uh, the doormats of the AFC East battling it out. This is the first of their two meetings. I think the Jets steal the home one. That's kind of actually one that I was looking at because the odds are fairly close, honestly. Mm -hmm. um, 
I'm going with Miami in that one. I mean, I, I like – I guess I like the way Tua's been playing, honestly. Uh, and to come in, I don't know why they didn't just start him on Thursday night since he eventually oh, made his way back in and Brissett could have still gone and they kept him in anyway. Like Flores just... has been a mess handling that quarterback room last year and this year. Yeah, uh, but he has been, you know, they haven't been great fantasy games, but he's been going out and actually performing kind of uh, what Justin Fields is doing. It's not necessarily pretty on the stat sheet, but he, if you watch the game, he's actually playing well. So that was a that was a tough one for me uh, this week. Then I want to hop back to your Baltimore pick. That's one that I'm very worried about choosing Baltimore. The way they looked last week, uh, Chicago has been playing teams pretty tough. Uh, you know, Justin Fields kind of is getting into, you know, a role of a playmaker. Yeah. Uh, but I just was thinking, I'm like, you know, it's Baltimore. They've got a lot of real good pieces. What did Buffalo do coming off of a loss to a team like Jacksonville? They came out and won 45 to what was it 17 no it was over yeah those those but, early morning games were uh trash last week so you know i, I think baltimore's still all right there uh obviously don't want to really talk about cleveland or tennessee cleveland though i think there's a good chance that uh there's an upset coming really okay uh so this line isn't out yet because uh it's still like i'm seeing 11 and a half but most sports books are kind of taking it off the board right now because Baker's status is up. So right. is uh, golf status, right? Uh, so that's what's interesting. I think this actually sets up for, right, the Lions. That was one of my picks last week. They cover, um, nearly took out the Steelers. I think it's a letdown factor here for Dan Campbell. I think the Browns, even though Baker's playing with just a ripped-up shoulder, they're going to come out and do what they did two weeks ago, right, which was show, hey, they're back. Um, but who knows? This line is still off the board, but if it comes out, we'll see, especially if they're throwing David Blau out there, right? I believe yeah. that's the backup for golf. Um, who knows? Yeah, I mean, if it is golf, I mean, they've had some pretty close games against, uh, you know, teams that maybe they shouldn't have, the biggest sure. one being the Ravens. Yep. Uh, and last week, a lot of points. Or, totally. I mean, I totally yeah. get what you're saying there. And if uh, Big Ben was out there last week, they probably don't tie that game. But yeah, there, there's right. a chance. And I think they're pretty close to getting a win. And the Browns would be a team that I could see getting upset. Possibly uh, no Chubb again for the back to back week, which is crazy. Yeah. He's vaccinated. He still can't that's get gonna, off the list. It's going to kill me. <laughs> if Patterson doesn't play tonight. Oof. Tonight is Thursday, if anybody was wondering. Uh, if he doesn't play, Chubb doesn't play. I mean, I still have like Zeke and uh, Antonio Gibson, a couple other pieces I could plug in, but mm. I, I want those two guys. I want right, them in right. the lineup. Uh, so my two picks this week are going to be uh, two two teams that are dogs, and one of them's a little shaky, but uh, I'm taking Dallas over Kansas City. I still don't trust that Kansas City is the blockbuster team they used to be. Sure, they showed it last week against uh, Vegas. Yeah, but Vegas has been a team that just historically this season hasn't performed. Uh, 
up to the standard that they should. You know, Derek Carr played really well the first couple of weeks, but it's just been kind of downhill from there. Yep. Uh, in Dallas, you know, they looked real good uh, bouncing back from their loss against Denver. You know, C.D. Lamb goes out, scores two touchdowns, redeems redeems me, even though I still lost. But uh, good game from him, Dak. You know, oh, everyone was back. You no, know, yeah. it was it was just a good week. Uh, and you know, subtracted the Denver game, Dallas has looked very impressive all season. Kansas City has looked impressive for one football game. Yep, I'm I'm going with Dallas there. The spread would be what minus two and a half. Um. Yep. So uh, Dallas is the uh, road dog, I believe. I saw two and a half plus two and a half, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. We won't touch that. Uh, and let's take the over on that. The over under is sitting at what fifty six. I will pull have it to up take for you under? here. I'm not sure, but either way, I think this game's going over. I think it might be a shootout, especially if Kansas City brings the juice they had last week. Uh, I think that that would be a good thing. Um. Still no uh, news on whether or not Kyler's playing, correct? Yep, still up in the air um, for Arizona. They are at Seattle. Um, yeah, that line right now, Cardinals are still favored, minus two. But again, that's, uh, I'm sure, subject to change, uh, depending on the Murray news. And Hopkins still beat up. Line I saw yesterday was that they were plus 165. So yesterday might have been the day to uh, jump on that. Right, no kidding. So that's so this I, might indicate that Murray is on track to play yeah. as it's starting to move towards him throughout the course of the week. Uh, so I guess if this was yesterday, I would have taken that line uh, as Arizona being the dogs. I, I just think, you know, especially if Kyler's in as bad as Seattle looked last week, they had like 200 yards total offense. Mm-hmm. Arizona's just going to mop the floor with them. And I was really hoping for a big bounce back week from Russ and the Seahawks last week, and they just didn't bring anything. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it's it's uh, not going to be a fun game to watch if Kyler's in and they just tear him up. Uh, and then one other interesting game that I don't know what way to go is Philly and New Orleans. Philly looked real good last week against Denver. Everything fell into place for them. In New Orleans, like, Trevor Simeon isn't playing bad. Mm-hmm. Like, he's being consistent. So it's it's a tough game for me to be like, yeah, I think Philly's going to beat their ass because that's what I think. Right. Then I'm like, well, Trevor Simeon isn't doing bad. Mark Ingram or Alvin Kamara, whichever one it is, they're going to mm-hmm. be fine in that backfield. The receivers started stepping up last week. I mean, it, it, they're not looking terrible. And it's really hard for me to be like, oh, because Trevor Simeon's in, they're not the same team. Right. I don't believe that much in Jameis Winston. Shit. I mean, yeah, it's almost like plug and play a quarterback back there. Yeah. And they're going to at least do something. So I'm going with Philly in that one, but eh, it's about as much of a toss up as Cincinnati and uh, the Raiders. So. Right, right. No kidding. Um, the Eagles were a spot last week that hit that trend. Eagles coming off the, the blown cover against the Chargers. Broncos, obviously, over the incredible performance over the Cowboys. What happens? Eagles come in, blow out the Broncos, and they have won all their games on the road. All their victories have been on the road. 
Um, Eagles coming back home. New Orleans, how about that? They snake away the cover from uh, Tennessee late in that game, even though Tennessee kind of still finds a way to win. Yeah, interesting games this week for sure. I like the under in that Philly game. New Orleans, that Tennessee game went under. Um, I I think it's going to be another defensive battle. I I think the Saints are going to get to Jalen Hurts a little bit defensively. And then Simeon, yeah, he's been fine, but he's not going to light you up like Mahomes did the Raiders, you know. So uh, we might keep that under. Um, Last thing I had in terms of a spread was that Tennessee game. Houston, I'm taking the points plus 10 just because they are the most popular survivor pick this week. I hope they don't fall uh, Tennessee, right? I'm kind of rooting for Vrabel this year. I think he's going to be coach of the year. Um, and Houston's, I, I mean, they're so bad. I, Taylor's coming back. I think Houston's coming off the bye. That's the reason I was like 10 points. Eh, let, let's do it. So that's my last official spread play. I also like the under in that game too. I, I think it's the only way. Uh, Houston's going to keep things close as if it's just an ugly game, you know, right. keep this thing under the total, which is at 44 and a half. And then Carolina is also a, uh, a favorite. Do we actually believe in Cam Newton uh, being the shot in the arm this team needed? No. And it's going to be, I I'm with you. It's very interesting. Who knows? Um, because it's what the two plays that obviously blew off the page for Carolina Washington football team all of a sudden looks like they are back, right? I don't think anyone saw that coming where they just took out Brady. Um, but who knows? Maybe they could kind of sneak up to a bit of more of a 500 team, which more people expected, right? That's been the surprise of the year has been the football team. I just I don't I don't really like Carolina, so I don't really know how to kind of uh, I almost capped this game. It's minus three right now in Carolina, but I could totally see this being a letdown spot. Who knows? And let me backtrack to the Bears and Ravens real quick. Yeah. Miami last week, it seemed like, you know, when you play Madden and you have the formation where there's like six guys on the line and you just yes. send all those guys. That's what that felt like. Engage eight, right. Uh, do the Bears implement that this week? I mean, it seemed very effective. I don't know how you can send that many people at a quarterback and he not just find somebody open very quickly or the coaching staff doesn't draw something up to find somebody very quickly. But the bears, I think honestly are a better defense than Miami's defense. Agreed. So uh, that game, I got a sneaky suspicion too. Line is moving away from the Ravens too, which is uh, playing into your hand there. Um, yeah, uh, so many stages for an upset this week, and I just don't want to see it. I want to see yeah. my picks hit and, <laughs> and get back on track. I had an eleven and two week, and I have had either eight hundred or less than five or five hundred or less um, for my record the past yeah. three weeks. So the uh, I'm still alive in a survivor pool. I literally was on Tampa. And then right before a kickoff, I switched it to the Colts, who almost blew it against Jacksonville. So still alive. Um, I was looking at Tennessee this week, but they're so popular. I, th- I think I ended up taking Tampa this week, uh, who has the Giants on Monday night. That spread scares me. Tampa, what's happening? You, you look like that. I, I don't think that was the most surprising result of like the last couple of years for me was Tampa off the bye, losing straight up to the football team. But Brady's starting to throw interceptions again. Yeah. Um, 
a little bit worried about the Giants stink. I'm a little bit worried about the spread, so I'm going under 49 and a half. That's too high for me. Tampa Bay defense is good. Which Giants team is going to show up? Um, I think we're going to go under there. Yeah, my only problem with the under there would be the Bucks can go out and score if they decide to blow them out. You know, yeah. so it's yeah, that one's a bit scary for me. But you know, Washington lost Chase Young. Yep, that's, that's right. Pretty year. tough news, and you know the fact that they still were able to hold them off, hold the Bucks off without Chase. Uh, Chase Young, yep. Yeah, I was thinking Edmonds, Claypool. I was thinking every other Chase name, uh, <laughs> but he was he was out for like most of the second half, mm-hmm. and they still were able to. Keep they had them had going. a ten minute drive, which yeah. was just, and then uh, I, I saw some clips like uh, mic'd up in the huddle where Taylor Heineke's having to explain to his offensive linemen why they weren't going for why they were going for it instead of the field goal because of the math of, Oh, if they block this, uh, then uh, all of a sudden they're going to, it's an eight point game. It's, it's crazy how the analytics are making its way into the huddle and right. you still get guys going like what, like Najee Harris didn't even know you could tie in the NFL. I mean, what is going on there? I mean, you shouldn't be able to, you should, we gotta, we gotta come up with a way to, you know, not have nine overtimes like a college game this season had. Right. But also not have a tie. Like, But what's funny about that, too, is the college uh, college football switched the rule to trying to avoid that, trying to avoid the nine overtimes where it's like, hey, third overtime, it's not just go for two. It's literally just a two-point conversion. Line up from the two and see what happens. And Illinois and Penn State just could not score. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I again, I feel like we're always trying to fix the NFL overtime rules. Because uh, nobody, we ought to do. Let's go to like soccer shootout style. Kickers are not automatic. Mm-hmm. Line them up from forty-five, maybe fifty, and just do a kickoff. Yeah, just- but no one, no one wants to see the kickers, right? We'll leave that to soccer. I mean, yeah, they're like, what if Brady is just? What if we just have both quarterbacks throw through a hoop uh, ten times? Like, yeah, the finish, or we'll just maybe the coin flip should just decide. Anything is better than a tie. Correct. High game. Especially How about Muth. Uh, yeah, Muth was the reason for oh, yeah. uh, that tie, the pop fumble. Yeah. Uh, Muth let the ball get loose. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, he didn't get loose. Uh, the ball, uh, you know, kind of a disappointing uh, end for his his game. But, yeah. you know, he was one of my wild card picks yesterday for the tight end position. Is he going to go out with Ben and, you know, have another two touchdowns? Is he going to have a decent game, then fumble? Is he going to just not do anything? You you would love this. I think the first time I finally started him since he got hot again, of course, he had that last week, and now he's just on my bench. Uh, That's our luck right there, isn't it? Right. Um, Sorry, just going to wrap up my totals here. I like the under in Indy and Buffalo. It's at 50. I could expect a more defensive game between those two. Jets and Miami's disgusting. Let's go under 44 and a half there. That's a divisional game. I think that's going to be uh, low scoring. Look, it was 22-10 in that Ravens game. And look what the Dolphins did to that offense. Flacco, who knows if he even knows the Jets playbook still. Um, and then last three, uh, last two, sorry. Seattle, Arizona, who are we going to get? Russell Wilson, zero points. I know the Packers defense is a little bit better and it was snowing in Lambeau, but 
pins in his hand definitely affected uh, Wilson there. Carson's not going to be back. Pete Carroll is kind of suggesting this week. I think we're going to go under, especially if we got McCoy under center. And then uh, might be going this game, or maybe it might be going downtown for this game. Not sure yet, depending on tickets. But Rodgers coming to Minnesota. Minnesota, you know, every, every win's like, oh, we're back. We're back. Uh, who knows? But I like the under 49. I usually love Vikings overs, but what even Rogers in that low scoring Seattle game didn't look right. Um, let's see if maybe Zimmer's defense kind of saves his job under 49 is my last official play. Yeah, I would definitely hit the under on that because just any game the Packers play, it's low scoring. And if the Packers are scoring low, that means Minnesota is going to be within a possession. Oh, yeah. So if it's, you know, 24 to 21. Bingo. Love then it. Then you're right there on the under. So And I Adams, like uh, I think I saw is questionable now. So see if he plays. But that was an interesting injury designation I saw throughout the course of the week. Yeah. Uh, all right. So let's go ahead and uh, finish out with these prop bets. We got actually quite a few of them. Going to gonna have a little fun with this. Start out with the quarterbacks. We're going to go with uh, Lamar Jackson playing Chicago. Is he going to have over or under 25 and a half fantasy points? 25 and a half fantasy points. I'm going to go over because I'm banking on kind of a Ravens bounce back. Um, Chicago defense scares me, though. Uh, certainly against Lamar, who's kind of having to be, one, his own passing game, and two, his own rushing game. And he's the play-action guy. <laughs> like, it's it's crazy. Can't, can't fake a handoff to yourself, can you? Right, unless you're Lamar, I guess. <laughs> uh, I'm going to be bold and go with the under. I think Chicago's defense is better than Miami. They may kind of implement the same game plan Miami did, and mm. even if they don't, they just have an overall better defense. So I'm going to be bold. I'm going to go with the under there. Yeah. Uh, then we've got Aaron Rodgers. Over or under 277 and a half passing yards. I'm going under. Um, looked a little shaky coming back from COVID. Who knows if that was because of the virus or um, maybe just missing a week. Jordan Love didn't look great with the offense. Uh, something's off. I mean, they're still winning. I still, Packers have been back-to-back NFC championships. This is obviously going to be a huge game. Minnesota gets up for these games like it is great the NFC North is scared like I was thinking about going to this game I'm not a fan of either team but AJ Dillon's Boston College guy like I was thinking about going maybe rooting for him but it's a scare the NFC North is a treacherous like good lord I remember going to a Bears game and like I wore a Thielen Pro Bowl jersey just because why not and I was just getting heckled yelled at what have you um, this is going to be a hell of a game, but I think Zimmer has seen Rodgers enough uh, coming off a bad week. I think 277 will keep that under. Yeah, I, I would go with the under there as well. Just like I said, the, the Packers keep it low scoring and somehow find a way to win. Rodgers, I don't know the last time he hit, say, 300 yards. Yeah. I don't know if he has even this season. So, uh uh, the under seems pretty safe there. You you talked about my next guy. We're going to go with A.J. Dillon. Okay. He is going to be the starter this week with no Aaron Jones. He had two touchdowns last week, I believe somewhere in the neighborhood of 60 rushing yards. This week, over or under 70 rushing yards. 
70 rushing yards. Yeah, A.J. Dillon, what has been crazy about his development is he was not a pass-catching back in college, and obviously that's the name of the game where it's going now, and he has developed that with uh, Aaron Rodgers. I think that takes away from his rushing total a little bit here. That's why I'm going to go under. He actually, like, yeah, he had the multiple touchdown game. He only was averaging 3.1 yards per carry last week. I wonder if that's going to be the same thing. I mean, he's a bulldozer, man. Like, I love him, but and he could run over people in college. He's doing the same in the NFL, but you got everyone on the roster in the NFL is, you know, going to be able to tackle Dylan. So he's coming bit down to earth, still 4.3 yards per carry. I'm going under, though, because I think Everson Griffin and the Vikings defense is actually pretty solid. You know, he's known as the quad father. Oh, yeah. Those big old legs. I'm going to go ahead and go with the over. I think a lot of this game is going to be rushing over yep. passing, uh, especially if Green Bay's up at all, and they hopefully have done their homework on Minnesota, and the name of the game is control the ball so Minnesota doesn't sneak into the game. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think we're going to have to go with the over there. Uh, but like you said, you know, if this game is close, it could just be a lot of passing. Yeah, Rodgers will rushing. be throwing to him, right. Uh, let's go to the wide receiver position. Stephon Diggs coming off of his gigantic week. Uh, first one of those we've really gotten all season. Right. Over or under 83 receiving yards. I was just watching um, a video. It must have been from the offseason where Stephon was going against his brother, right? Maybe a family member, Trevon Diggs, which was kind of cool. Just kind of, it was like a practice field. Uh, Stefan and Trevon going against each other. I'm going under. I think the Colts' defense has been one of the more underrepresented, under-talked-about stories. Frank Reich is a good defensive coach. Um, everyone kind of highlighted – everyone likes talking about Wentz when he's terrible or when he's solid as opposed to the defense. I love Darius Leonard. Um, I still think that is a solid defense. And I think, like, they've got good corners. I think they're going to watch the tape, see – Digs get loose and try and game plan for how that's not going to happen this week. I'll go under. Yeah, I, I like the under there as well. Uh, you know, I feel like this game, the Colts, like you said, their defense is very good and the ball is going to have to get spread around this week. Yeah. So I, I see that 160 some odd passing yards distributing between the three major receivers there um, as opposed to just being going to digs this week and what's up with dawson knox he was like the decoy last week is he going to steal some of those targets coming uh second week off the injury back i think so i think you know he kind of had to work his way back in um and who knows he could have a tyler conklin game oh yeah his 11 yards but two touchdowns so my favorite uh, you know he, he he should work his way back in i'm still confident in knox um actually was able to trade him away to get a couple of pieces. So mm -hmm. I'm hoping at least for that other person, he, he pays off for them a little <laughs> bit, but, right, uh, right. And then the final one going to be real close, uh, Josh Allen or Lamar Jackson, who's going to have more fantasy points. Lamar gets a half a point bump. So not very much. Okay. So he's plus a half. Uh, um, yeah, she's, I've got Allen in one of my lineups and I'm kind of looking at that Colts defense and I could just totally see, as you said, a 170 kind of pick game, maybe one touchdown. 
I'll go Lamar again, kind of sticking with my thing. I'm on the Colts. I'm on the Ravens. I think Lamar is going to come out, have a huge bounce back. People are, t- I love this. Stephen A. Smith, Lamar Jackson, Ryan Clark. I, he needs to, Lamar Jackson needs to be in the MVP conversation. Two days later, he puts up 11 points against Miami. Yo, Lamar's slipping from the MVP conversation. Yeah, no bleep. Um, I think he bounces back. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... I don't know if you remember the one we had like this last week between Najee and uh, Jonathan Taylor. Yep, that's right. Who would have more rushing yards and Najee got a 10-point bump. Najee ended with 105 rushing yards. So with his 10-point bump, he got 115. Jonathan Taylor got 116. Oh, my God. Hey, nice call by you on making that spread and right on the dot there. Uh, yeah, uh, JT's an animal. He scored in what, like eight straight games, seven straight games, something like that. Yeah, man, man's an animal. Uh, he's going to have a tough time against uh, Buffalo this week, I think. Sure. I, I, I don't know. But uh, uh, this is tough because both these defenses are going to be kind of nightmares, and both these running backs have rushing ability. So yep. I can't just be like, oh, well, Lamar's got that rushing ability. We'll go with him. But I'm going to go ahead and say – Lamar, it's only a half point bump, so there's not really going to be much separation anyway. I think Chicago's a worse defense than the Colts. Yep, I agree. So, eh, yeah, and Allen didn't have a whole lot of rushing stats last week at all. So, yeah, he didn't need to. Yeah, yeah, he's. I'm going to go with uh, Lamar for that one. I think Matt Nagy is just going to have his hands full. Like he is just, he's not going to, he's going to be like, wait a second. What, how do we guard this guy? Um, We're going to throw just an extra one in Ryan Tannehill, mm. more or less than 21 and a half fantasy points going up against Houston. Upset alert. Watch out Texans Titans. I'm telling you the survivor curse has been in effect the last couple of weeks. Tannehill, they get it done. Um, I believe he now is the leading rusher of their active backs. Uh, Jeremy McNichols hasn't done crap. Uh, I'm going under for Tannehill. Expect a crap game. Yeah, it's a game where you would expect Tannehill to have, you know, one of his best games of the season. Right. Uh, since since Tennessee is my my main pick this week, I'm putting double points on him. I'm really going for it. Yep. I just need to go all in and say he's he's going to get more than 21 and a half. I, I just got to push all the chips in. So we're going to go over there. Love it. And hopefully me just pounding them this week helps out. I've got a question for you related to the Titans to close us out here. Who won the Julio Jones trade? What did uh... – I think we just got picks and basically his salary off our books. Yeah, I'd say the Falcons won. Ah, we're back. We're back. <laughs> you know, uh, Julio, when he was playing, wasn't he's on IR. He doesn't have a single tutty. Um, you know, like I hate it because I love I have a Julio jersey. I loved him. I felt a little betrayed when he won it out. But now I'm kind of like it's almost like I have a vendetta against him. It's like, hey, see, yeah, you know, we could have used you. And then two. Yeah, he's going to be one of the greatest receiver I've ever laid eyes on. But are the lack of touchdowns going to hurt his career overall? I think he's only at 60 right now through over a decade career. You know, I, I don't think so. I mean, when you look at receivers, sure, there are some where you're like, man, he had a lot of touchdowns. Yeah. 
But what you mostly look at is the impact on the game that they had. You know, Megatron, do we talk about all of his touchdowns? Right. I mean, no, we talk about the plays where they literally would line up two defenders in his face trying to stop him and still couldn't stop him. Stuff like that. Uh, You know, Julio in his heyday was a hell of a receiver. I don't think he's ever going to get back there. No. But, uh, you know, he was he was a guy where if you didn't game plan for him, he, he made you look foolish uh, for quite a few years. So I think, you know, lack of touchdowns, he'll be all right. Greatest catch I've ever seen with my own eyes was speaking of 28-3 in that Super Bowl, even though it was lost in that game because uh, it was like that sideline catch was incredible. It was lost in that game because it was overshadowed by Julian Edelman bobbling it an inch off the ground. Yeah. And last week, I can't remember what game it was. Uh, the guy ended up getting called for pass interference anyway, but he like – dives to tip the ball away goes in the air and he like has the wherewithal to look up oh he caught it in his ass cheeks yeah (laughs) yeah that was uh that was in the sam frame game that was uh probably the greatest pick i've seen of all time that didn't count (laughs) but that's gonna do it for this week guys uh we thank you dylan for hopping in again i think next week might actually be the 10th episode maybe we'll do something a little yeah, we'll talk off air about that because we got Thanksgiving coming up, so we might have to record early in the week, but we'll, yeah. we'll figure that out. We'll figure something out, but we'll still get it out for you guys. You can catch me on his uh, podcast. It's YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you can think about even watching or listening something. Cool. Uh, but good luck this week. Hopefully, it's another week of getting back on track. And... If you're Dylan, another week of just smashing everything. Uh, So good luck this week. Make some good picks and we'll see you next week.